We welcome into the program the uh, ESPN senior writer Adam Rittenberg. And Adam wrote an article about the the future of the Big 12. Great read, by the way, on ESPN and ESPN+. And, and Adam, we appreciate your time this morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. You guys should move up to Chicago. I'm just only going to get up to 40 today. So <laughs> the, uh, wardrobe change. No, we'll I'm all do, in. I, I'm, I'm in in August when it's 105 here. Uh, talk a little bit about the article. And let's begin with back in, back in the summer when all this started happening. What was your first impression when you heard that Texas and Oklahoma were headed to the SEC? Sure. Well, I mean, I was shocked, like everybody, that uh, that it happened, and uh, you know, just the way it happened, and it certainly uh, you know cast a a real cloud over the Big Twelve, which is a league that has you know kind of been on thin ice before, and people wondered about its viability. But now that you that the league was going to lose its two uh, most recognizable and historic brands, and and in Oklahoma, its mo- most successful team recently, it was just hard to see a path forward for the Big Twelve, and. Uh, and then really since then, a lot of positive things have happened. It was a, a really good season in some ways for the Big 12, despite not making the playoff. In terms of the teams that did well, you know, those are the teams that are going to stick around. That's Baylor, that's Oklahoma State, uh, some of the other teams that won their bowl games. And then um, and certainly the teams that they added, uh, when, you, when you break them down and see what they've done, really over a substantial time period, uh, you know, in terms of BYU, UCF, Houston, and obviously Cincinnati, um, I, I think there was a sense of optimism. So that's what, one of the reasons I wanted to, to do this piece. You know, I, I'd been talking with Coach Gundy a little bit at Oklahoma State, and um, you know, he, he really wanted to get out there and talk about their, their, their plans for the future. I mean, there's, there's a momentum now. Uh, you know, how, how long it lasts uh, is, is questionable, but I think there's a sense of, hey, let's, let's go all in on, on, on donations and, and trying to ramp up uh, excitement and, and fundraising and those types of things. To, uh, to get ready for whenever that moment comes when OU and Texas depart the league. Adam, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, caught a lot of grief, and I, in, in some cases rightfully so. Uh, you know, there was conversation he should not have been caught off guard. I mean, he just stood up at the podium uh, at, uh, at uh, Big 12 media days and said that he didn't see any of this coming. There was all kinds of things. So he was catching a lot of grief, but I think you also have to give him a lot of credit he moved. He moved decisively. He moved swiftly to to basically save this conference. Well, I, I think yes, they they had to. Um, there, there was certainly pressure to do something after those members left. Now it's important to remember, and you guys, I think probably will remember this, that about five years ago, the Big Twelve did explore expansion. They they had uh, consultants that presented them with a lot of these same options. Uh, for potential expansion, and they chose not to. So, you know, that's obviously part of the record. Doesn't mean that they were right or wrong necessarily, but um, they had reviewed a lot of these teams before as expansion options and, and decided to stay at, uh, at 10. At this time, they were more decisive. Uh, and again, I think some of those schools and members, at least in football, had improved their profile since the last time that they looked at them. You know, even if you look at Houston, for example, not just in football, but the investments they've made in uh, basketball and coming off of a Final Four appearance and, you know, with, with their arena and everything. So I think they were a more attractive option this time around. And so, you know, I, I think it was a, 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 the moves that the Big 12 had to make uh, for the time being. You know, it, it's just tough when you, you see the SEC put out their revenue numbers yesterday. You know, the Big 12 is not going to approach that uh, no matter what happens here going forward. But it's, it's, it's mostly about mitigating 
the loss of Texas and OU uh, and how that impacts the league. And I, I do think that those uh, expansion moves uh, are, are a positive step towards doing that. Adam, do you think that, you know, with the new faces of the of the Big 12, whoever it might be, Baylor, Oklahoma State, whoever steps in and, and takes that, with the addition of the teams that they added, are they going to be a viable contender as far as part of the conversation as one of the big dog conferences going forward? Well, I think it depends on your definition. I, I, and I, I mean, it's obviously looking at right now we still have a 14 playoff, but I, I think in the near future, somewhat near future, <laughs> it'll be an expanded system. So to, to have a team in the playoff, I, I do think the Big 12 will, will, will be in the playoff. Will they have two teams in the playoff? I think that's probably the, the realistic goal for the, for the conference. I think that's also possible, depending on uh, how those teams transition. I mean, remember, guys, TCU was, was, was basically Cincinnati when they came into the Big 12. They were the preeminent group of five program. And, it, you know, the, by you know, 2014, they had that good year. But it's, it's been a little bit up and down for TCU. They haven't dominated the Big 12 like they dominated the Mountain West or Conference USA or all those other, other leagues that they were in. Uh, when, when before they made that jump, so and, and in talking to the athletic directors and coaches in those schools that are coming in, they understand that this, you know, that's why they're preparing now. They're, they're they're drumming up support and investments because it's it's going to be a change for them. So, uh, but but I think to to your point, I think if that's the goal to get into the playoff every year to have multiple teams uh, most years, I think that's certainly realistic. If you're talking about winning national championships, it's going to be tough because there's some metrics that work against the Big 12, namely the recruiting. And 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 you look at the the elite level recruits; more of those players are going to the SEC than any other conference, and that's why you're having different SEC teams win national championships. Ohio State's able to compete at that level. You know, maybe a handful of other programs. We'll see what Lincoln Riley does out at USC. Uh, is there a Big 12 team in in the new model, the new group? that's able to assemble a, a talented enough roster to compete for a national championship. I think that's where I still have some doubt. Adam, football really drives the bus here, but with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, it's not just the football that's going away. They're solid across the board in sports. When you look at the other four teams coming in, I mean, maybe BYU, is that the best bet to bring in a solid athletic competition across the board? Well, I, I think I, I think Houston too. I mean, Houston made a Final Four last year, and they they've been a team that's you know somewhat consistently won uh, you know nine, ten, eleven games. And last year they won twelve games. And really, I, you know, I, it was part of the story. Looking up the records over the last ten or fifteen years in football, at least these programs have done better than Texas. I mean, Texas is not a a a, a valuable football addition if you're just looking at the last ten years, whereas. Cincinnati certainly is. UCF, BYU has a couple of top 20 finishes. Houston ha- has had some really good seasons here in the last 10 years. So, um, you know, across the board athletically, uh, you know, there's going to be a transition there. I, I think BYU is-, is probably the program that's maybe closest to, uh, you know, being in-, in the Power Five across the board. But, you know, Cincinnati's got great basketball tradition that goes back decades and decades. Um, you know, U- UCF is uh, is still building in its other sports, but it's a relatively new school. I mean, they weren't, they only became a, a college in the, in the sixties. So they they don't have, they haven't been around as long as some of these others, but I think in football, again, uh, there, there may be some initial hiccups, just playing a, a, a big 12 schedule, a power five schedule, but, but, but there's a lot of elements of these programs that already are power five, like in terms of their facilities, you know, BYU draws more than a lot of Big 12 schools or Pac-12 schools or, or even Big 10 schools in terms of 
their, their, their attendance. And so there's a lot of elements that are already there, but what can they invest in now to prepare for actually being in a Power 5 conference? Oklahoma, fair or unfair, Oklahoma and Texas have, have been the face of, of this conference. Is who, who will be the face of the conference moving forward? And is it necessary that one of these schools kind of ascends to that position? Well, I, I do think that you want to have a, a reference point for, for a league whenever you think about it. And, and again, I think the two schools that have the best chance to do so are the two that just met in the Big 12 championship game, and that's Baylor and, and uh, Oklahoma State. You know, Baylor is the only other school to win multiple Big 12 championships during the, uh, during the CFT era uh, other than Oklahoma. Texas obviously didn't do that. So, um, I, but I, in talking to Coach Gundy at Oklahoma State, you know, he wants to be that kingpin. And, and he feels that because they have won consistently over a 15-year span, and they have. I mean, they are 10th nationally, guys, in wins and winning percentage in the last 15 years. And so the, the issue for them is that they haven't won the league. They've only won it once. And so they need to take a step. It's why he wants to you know, kind of tell their story more and jump, uh, go generate more support. He thinks that, that Oklahoma State uh, can, can be doing better in certain areas, marketing and and, and, and it really honestly sees Clemson. He talked to me about that as a model. I mean, Clemson, you know, from like 20, 2000 to 2014 was kind of Oklahoma State. They would make the top 25. They'd occasionally compete for the ACC. And then at beginning in 2015, they took a significant jump in terms of their investment and in performance as a program. And then they started making the college football playoff every year and obviously winning a couple of national championships. So I think that's a program that I, I, you know, I know that Oklahoma State looks at maybe Baylor looks at uh, that program or others that have taken that jump. But I, I really think those two, in terms of their coaching, in terms of their administration, in terms of their money, are in the best position possible to compete. Adam, I know only time will tell, but how much parity or how much competitive balance do you think this new league will have? I think it'll be phenomenal. And, you know, I, I think, you know, this year we saw some of that with Oklahoma, you know, maybe not running away with the conference like they have uh, at times in the past. But you look at once those teams transition in and if it's not too rocky for them, um, you know, you, you just look at you just look at the, the, the recent track record and how they recruit and how they play. And I think this is another important point is that you know, the Big 12 has pivoted away from you know, just crazy offense and no defense and uh, not, mu not much of a presence in the NFL draft on the defensive side to, to a more legitimate style. That's something Mac Rhodes, the Baylor AD, told me for this piece is that this is not a video game conference. This is a real legitimate conference with the coaches that they have, the style of, of, of play that they have, you know, e even coaches that are more associated with offense. You know, such as Mike Gundy, such as Dana Holgerson, uh, have, have, have much more balanced teams. I think that's a really positive sign for the conference going forward. But in terms of competitive balance, I think it's going to be there. Uh, it has been there to a degree, but it should be even more so when these four come in. Great article on the new look Big 12. Adam Rittenberg, the uh, senior writer from ESPN. Hey, Adam, we appreciate your time today. Great article, and, and thanks so much for, for spending some time with us this morning. You bet. Thanks for having me on, guys. Talk to you soon. That is Adam Rittenberg.